Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, everyone,、uh, welcome to episode 70.、Uh, this is going to be something a little bit special, a little bit different.、Um, we talk. Well, for, this is two parts of the podcast, really. Part one,、um, went into a bit of detail about、uh, crowds in Japan and how to navigate, gave some tips that have been useful for me on how to navigate either、uh, crowds or crowded places or times when you're lost. I gave one really detailed explanation of some shit that I did、uh, recently to try and navigate through. Crowded situation. Hopefully, it was understandable for you because I was trying to explain everything with audio. And of course, no, no visual aids, but hopefully, you can get it.、Uh, yeah, I think, I think it was alright. And, and, you know,、uh, after that, you know, I'm g o n n a pop in the unedited audio of my interview with Mel,、uh, the host of the Made in Japan podcast. So, A few different angles of the podcast for you. I think you'll enjoy it as always. So, guess what? Enjoy it. Hello, people, party people. What's going on? Episode 70 coming at you. We got something special for you tonight. Or you might be listening to this in the daytime. But, um, yeah, so we are officially at the end. I'm recording this at the official end of Golden Week. In Japan, it's been a 10 day long slug for a lot of people.、Uh, the, I think the last episode I recorded was when we were entering Golden Week and we're finally finished with 10 full days off. Japanese people turned into hippies, you know, laying out on the grass, doing everything that they wanted to do. It was amazing.、Uh, and now everyone's going to get back to their normal、um, everyday slog, if you will.、Um, yeah, for me, again, much shorter. But still a good holiday. Got a lot of things done. Got a really interesting podcast for you. I'm not, not going to be too long, actually, because I have a special surprise. You probably listened in the intro. I'm probably going to. I record the intro after the podcast, so, you know. But I'm probably going to spill the beans. Anyway, we got, I got an interview, our first interview ever.、Um, the host of. You heard me give him a shout out before. The Made in Japan podcast. A buddy of mine, Mel. I, I, was, I was a guest on his podcast, so hopefully that's not like a super secret or anything. But <laughs>、uh, so he returned the favor, and we did a quick interview of him, just you know, giving some of his experiences, background, stuff like that on him for this podcast. So stick around for that after this, after your regularly scheduled program. Programming. I'll put pop the, that on the tail and unedited. I'll just give it to you raw. I'm just gonna attach it to the end of it, not do anything, not edit anything. So,、um, you know, we were hanging out and it was really, really good.、Uh, we hadn't caught up in a while. So,、uh, big shout outs to you, Mel.、Uh, you know, a really great time just talking, catching, talking, catching up and things like that on a lot of different things. Uh, the only topic I'm really going to have for you is、uh, Golden Week, man.、Uh, just to give you some updates on things that happened to me during that time. I,、uh, one, one topic, if you, if you want a little bit more background, p 
prep work on it. It's um, a Japan Times article called uh, Long Traffic Jams and Packed Trains. Impact bullet trains. Travelers return to Tokyo after Golden Week. One more time. Japan Times. Long traffic jams and packed bullet trains. Travelers return to Tokyo after Golden Week. Now, um, you heard me. You might have heard me. I forgot if I talked about it on the previous podcast. But typically, Golden Week is like travel time for all Japanese people. Mostly Japanese people. In general, people are going to move together you know, in groups here. Uh, I don't know if I've ever told. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked already. But <laughs> I don't. Just some before I get into that, some advice that I follow myself. So, uh, living here in Japan, there are my philosophy is there are times to roll with the pack, and there are times to roll go against the grain here. And really, I, mean, I might have talked about this before. Whatever, I'll, I'll talk about it again. But um. Yeah, times to go with the group and times to go away, do the complete opposite shit that the group is doing, right? Typically, like here, uh, times when I'll go with, I'll just follow what other people are doing. If I'm looking for something, for example, let's say I'm, I'm a little bit lost. I'm trying to find a train station or important building or, you know, some landmark or something like that. A big event, entrance, the correct entrance to a place or something like that. Generally speaking, it's kind of like an ant colony here. Like everyone's going to go the the place that they're supposed to go so um if i'm like let's say i'm looking for a train station and i know it's in that general area but i don't know exactly where the entrance is i'll just stop for a second and observe where people are going the majority of people are going and i'll just follow them and like nine times out of ten it'll take me to a place that i want to go like if i want to go to a shopping mall i'm in the area i don't know where it is i'll just look where are the cars going where are the people going if i'm in traffic and i'm looking for a parking spot a parking lot or something like that near a shopping mall same thing where are all the people going go there if i'm taking a trip same kind of thing right generally people are gonna gravitate towards the main centers because most in general everyone's different but in general japanese people are japanese people so people are gonna do pretty much the same shit the majority of the group is gonna do pretty much the same shit right so you can use that to kind of help you um you know uh forecast where, where you need to go and what you need to do on the other hand of that uh, which I'll talk about in a few. I'll elaborate on a little bit more in, in a few minutes. If you want to kind of pass or, or or do you know like I say, bust a move <laughs> and, and, and kind of circumvent the, the the majority of people doing the opposite of what everyone does is another way of doing that. So sometimes I'll like you know if i want if i if i know like somewhere it's for for example overly crowded or something like that and i know there has to be like another course of action i'll just stop and take a second and look okay where's everybody going and then i'll literally say okay i'm going to go the complete opposite way of where everyone else is going and generally it'll help me get to my goal faster if i do it that way or do you know um so just keep that in your head but um, Golden Week, back to Golden Week and back to I didn't read this article at all. I don't I, you know, I just used it as a topic, but it might give you some um, a, it's a really short, really fucking short article. I just snatched the headline just to remind me of what I want to stay relatively on topic for this episode. Um, but but yeah, Golden Week, you know, 
is typically a string of holidays, like I've said before, but this year is 10 days in a row because of the new era coming in. And man, like, I can't even imagine what the fuck the airport must have been like. If I had a few students uh, coming back from vacations and whatnot, and I was like, oh, so how was the airport? Was it crazy? And they were just like, yeah, fuck yeah. Hold, hold on a second. I, I remember I got some wine percolating in the kitchen a bottle open let me go grab this thing i think it might not one doesn't spoil but i forgot the name of of when when your wine is out too long so it might be terrible but at least i should just finish it hold on let me grab this thing yeah yeah okay literally just got a few like it's like one glass worth of it. I'm just going to drink it from the bottle because it's late at night and no one's watching me. So, mm. Wino time. Yeah, that doesn't really taste too good. But <laughs> whatever, I'm at least going to finish it off. Mm. Alright, so, so... So, yeah. So, this golden week um, was really a fucking mess just at the airport i can imagine people the lines and it was just crazy so um let me let me quickly tell you uh what i did the one crowd related incident i had and a subtopic as well um i'm not gonna go on the full story because it's just family stuff but basically um nothing deep but basically long story short i ended up at i forget the fucking name it's outlet mall in chiba which is a prefecture across tokyo bay kind of next to tokyo basically at narita airport two of the two main airports in tokyo are narita and haneda by the way if you have a chance go fly into haneda airport if you have a choice they're the same fly into haneda airport is a lot fucking closer um than narita airport well, a hell of a lot closer uh, Narita is like about an hour plus on the train, maybe even two. It might, it might take you an hour and a half to two hours to get to your, from door to door, you know, um, depending on where you are staying. And that can feel like a mini, you know, trek on its own. So getting off a, a airplane, long airplane ride, then going from Narita to your final destination, it takes a lot out of you, trust me. But going from Haneda to your final destination, um, getting into central Tokyo is like about you know, on the train, like about half an hour, you know, it's, it's a lot faster. So just, just do that if you can. But so yeah, Chiba is the prefecture next to, to one of the prefectures next to bordering Tokyo and, um, k- k- not Kusatsu. What the fuck is his name? Ku something. Ka, ka, Kasalazu. Ka, let me just, uh, la, got my computer right here. Kisalazu, that's what it is. Kisalazu is out the outlet park. Kisalazu Outlet Park is the name of that shit. So I ended up at this outlet park, right? Um, dead smack in the middle of uh, Golden Week with my family, and you know, as soon as like for <laughs> first off, going there, the parking lot, like I'll just tell you, related well, piggybacking on what I was talking about before. So going there. I clearly remember we get there, I'm driving, and there's a long ass line of maybe like 
15 cars waiting to get into the parking lot. This is Japan. This is Japan. You're going to be waiting to get into a place a lot of different, a lot of times, especially during Golden Week. It was just like a shitload of cars. And I was like, fuck. I was like, fuck this, right? So, <laughs> so, uh, no, actually, actually, before, yeah, fuck that. Before that, what happened was, um, like, we were on the main road and there was a line of like 50 cars waiting and again like you know i was looking at the navigation like okay the mall's around here and it was a line of about 50 cars and down the street from the mall and the, this dude on the megaphone being like yo the parking lot's full fuck sorry you're gonna have to wait a while or do some other shit uh, I, I couldn't hear exactly what he was saying but i'm guessing he was saying the parking lot's full like your sol you just gotta wait and so I was just like, fuck this, right? So, <laughs> so I bust a move. You, again, that's my little thing. I bust a move and went, I was like, okay, I'm going to go on a side street. I guess you know the navigation. It was a you know, big area. There had to be a side street with a lot less cars. When I went on the side street, there were a lot less cars, but there was still like about 10, 15 cars waiting. You know, and I was like, okay, if there's 10, 15 cars waiting to get into the parking lot, then you got to ride around, look for a fucking spot. I ain't doing all that. You know, um, I had already been in traffic for hours because it was Golden Week. I'd been, I think, all, driving behind the wheel for about five hours at that point. Again, long story. I'm not even going to go into it. It's not really that important. Um, but basically, I was stuck in traffic trying to go somewhere else uh, before we we settled on uh, Kisazu. So, uh, get there. So so what I did was I noticed going in I noticed there was a big department department like home uh interior place or some shit like that right um like a home depot kind of like you know buying like gardening stuff and home stuff and pet stuff next to the shopping mall so already in my mind I was like yo I might just be like I could bust a move and park over there, right? <laughs> and so um, when I hit on the side street, when I hit the side street, uh, I bucked a U-turn and I tried to, um, and I just looked at the lines like I'm not waiting in this line. You know, it's not moving anywhere. The sign says the parking lot's full already. Like it's, you know, I'm not battling once I get in there as well. So um, I was just like, fuck it, I'm going. I told my wife, I was like, yo, I'm just going. We just going like creep over to this other spot and just find this place so yeah of course as soon as i get into the place there's a parking spot right there waiting for me so i get out you know get all that stuff out and, you know for family and all that and of course you start walking the street and there's a sign in japanese i mean there's security people and stuff like that but in japan it's not really so aggressive like that so in america if it were america for example you would have on a busy day like that you have security people being like, yo, you shopping here, yo, you can't park here, or, you know, actually not harassing, but kind of policing the parking lot. But, um, mm. there, like, there was this dude, kind of parking attendant kind of guy a little bit further away from me. We kind of made eye contact for a second, and I just didn't look at him. <laughs> and once I got out of the car and stuff like that, and we got our stroller out and stuff like that, and started walking away, I just didn't make eye contact with him because he wasn't going to walk over. And that's the thing about Japan, you know. Like, if I'm staring at the dude, like, you know, blatantly, and while I'm, like, clearly not going in the store, he kind of might be like, hey, 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 say something, but... From a further away distance, the guy's not going to yell and stop me, generally speaking, in Japan, which I know. So I use that to kind of like break the rules a little bit sometimes. So, um, 
Yeah, so I just like as soon as I parked, I just like avoided eye contact with the guy, and then just we, you know, went out through the streetway, like because I was parked with the back of the car to some grass, and then the, the sidewalk was there. And as soon as we get to the sidewalk area, I just see this big ass sign in Japanese, like, "Hey, you're, you know, you're kind of don't bother other people by." You, you know, if you're going to the mall, please don't park in this parking lot because it's kind of like bothers other people. This kind of a way of stuff is phrased here in Japanese. Like in the West, it'll be like, don't park here. But in Japan, it's like you're bothering other people by doing X, Y, Z is, you know, because people are more group oriented here. So doing something that disturbs the group is makes people self-conscious about doing something. So versus like, you know, you're bad. Essentially, your bad doesn't have as much impact as you're bothering other people here, right? So, but you know, I'm not Japanese, so I was like, "Fuck that, we going to the mall." <laughs> so, so I was like, "Hey, whatever, you know." And um, and we get to the mall, it's just fucking packed with people. It's ridiculous. Like, which brings me to the main point of of this, um, which is. Mm, after doing some window shopping in this outlet park, we... I'm really not enjoying this wine that much, but <laughs> at this point, I just want to... Yeah, it's definitely been out too long, but whatever. I'm just going to finish it, and it gives me something to drink while I talk to you guys. Um, like, so we eventually get some food in the food court. We go to the food court. Now, this... I'm... I've never talked about it here. I'm definitely... One of the my least favorite situations in Japan is the weekend shopping like crowded shopping mall hunting for a seat situation oh my goodness like food court situation oh my goodness japan is so passive aggressive and like you know it, it, yeah so like basically here here here's how the situ- situation goes down in the food court in japan so everyone's if if there's an open table, like what people will do is leave their shit there. Sometimes they'll leave like a tissue, a napkin, or a jacket, or you know their bags, even you know anything, just to signal that they're holding that table. So if once you put something down, signaling that it's your table, no one's gonna come and just throw your shit out and then just steal your seat. It doesn't really work like that. So um, you'll see a bunch of like empty tables and stuff like that, but you'll see sometimes there's just like a small little something on there, like a fucking water bottle, you know, and, and, and literally like a napkin and someone and, and no one will touch it. Right. Because they understand someone's keeping it there. What you have, though, is like people swarming around looking for empty tables or looking for people to get up. So um, like basically you have like a bunch of full tables you know, or people holding their tables and then people wandering around waiting for people who look like they're about to get up. And when they look like they get up, they're about to get up. No one like runs in and takes it. People will just like hover around the table and you'll hover around the table signaling that you're there waiting for the person to finish so you can swoop in. And the people around you, if if you're hovering around the table, 
and it's clear that you're waiting, no one else is going to jump in. It gets like, okay, that one's off limits. That person's getting it, and people will just hover somewhere else, right? So the the goal is to be the first person hovering when people are about to leave. And then there's a lot of tension. There's a bit of tension in the air when people are almost about to leave because it's more of those like, oh, oh what are they going to do? Is anyone around? Okay, we got to get there first. Are they really leaving? Oh, shit. It's, it's a bit stressful. I haven't talked to my wife about this, like, just because she's like, okay, she was like, okay, it's war. We got to do this, like, you know, get, get your game face on, man up. Like, and I'm just like, yo, um, this is, for me, like, I, I kind of noticed why it made me a bit uncomfortable and I haven't, I haven't talked to her about it yet. I'm telling you guys, I'll, I'll talk to her about it at some point whenever it comes up. I'm a 6'2". I'm like 185 centimeter, you know, pretty, for especially for Japan, like, pretty big black guy. And for me to be hovering around, like, Japanese people who are sitting down while they're eating can be a bit, you know, especially when I'm in my, like, casual clothes, um, you know, can be a bit intimidating for the people. And I kind of feel a little bit bad about that. I realize that, um this time like i feel kind of bad about that because my wife took my son to wait in line to get some other shit like some smoothie or something like that and she was like get a table i was like um maybe we should just switch because you know i'll take him and you do that you're kind of better at me but she wasn't really having it so i just had to do it and i'm just walking around all lost and you know thankfully i got lucky and, and some people were about to leave and i just got a table at the edge but it it, it feels kind of uncomfortable for me being by myself doing that especially because you know it's just one of those times where i just stick out like a complete sore thumb and you know i generally know i'm kind of intimidating people subconsciously you know if i if i kind of get a little bit too aggressive so it's kind of like my hands are tied you know what i'm saying like i can't so i'm at like a distinct disadvantage in that type of situation because everyone's so passive aggressive and if I kind of kick it up a notch and go deliberately into a situation, I kind of throw people off guard and, and, and intimidate them. You know, I'm kind of conscious about that too. Generally, I'm I'm very soft hands in Japan, so I just don't really like the situation that much. Um, but but I got a table, so it was fine, right? So just. If, you know, basically, if you go into a really crowded shopping mall in Japan, don't do it. <laughs> That's my advice. Just don't do it. But no, um, just be prepared for that type of situation. And, you know, you Japanese skills are very important. You kind of have to observe the atmosphere of people. Like, are they about to leave? Are they getting are they wiping their table? Are they stacking stuff? Generally, if they're already stacking stuff, there's probably going to be someone already swarming around. But again, my advice is don't look at the person. Look at the people around the person. So... You know, look, are there people around that person? Like, even me, I made a faux pas when I was at the um, at that food court because, like, I was just like, there were some people getting up. And I was like, oh, great, there they are. And, you know, like, I just walked straight into an area. But what I didn't know is that was an area designated for families. And so there were actually two staff members, like, waiting at the exit. And they were like, oh, and I was like, oh, hey, cool, great seats, baby, right here, we're good. And they were like, they stopped, ran in and stopped me, like, hold on, hold on, sir, what are you doing? And I was like, what? And they were like, basically, that area was designated for groups of, like, two or more. And they were like, yeah, this is the exit, and there's a long line of people waiting on the other side. And I looked, and I was like, oh, really, where? And it was like about... 30, 40 people waiting, you know, to enter that area. So they were just policing that area. Um, 
that happens. Shit like that happens from time to time. However long you're here in Japan, some shit like that is going to happen where you're just like, oh, hey, this is just so easy. And you just like walk into some and do something completely rude or, you know, inappropriate. And people are like, uh, no, you know what, asshole, you got to really go over there. So, <laughs> so even me, like me being here this long, that's just some inevitable part of living here. Um, But anyway, we got our we got our seats. Eventually, I lucked out and um, and we were fine, you know. So on the way of leaving is where another point in time that gets interesting. And and then, ooh, twenty two minutes already. You guys are getting a good podcast. So um, yeah, driving same thing. Like I'm like, yo, I got bust a move because I'm seeing like it was like five o'clock. I knew the road was starting to get heavy already. I was seeing the signs on the road like, yeah, twenty five minutes here to the time here. Um, so leaving that place, I was like, okay, everyone's going this way. I'm going the complete other way. So you know, bust a move. I was like, baby, I'm about to bust a move, you know, and went to the other e- exit. And she was like, oh, see, you you can't. I had I needed to turn right. Everyone was going right. But at the time, already just to get out of that extra parking lot I, w- I was waiting for, there was like, I mean, it sounds crazy, but there were 10 cars waiting to get out the parking lot, getting on the street to make a, to make a, get to the intersection and make a right. There were at least like 20 something cars waiting there. And I was just like, okay, fuck that. So I just went the back i was like okay everyone's going this way i'm gonna go that way and so you know i went to another i went at another entrance which was it's kind of difficult for me to explain but if you imagine like okay i'll use geography so the 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 road i was if you imagine intersection and i was approaching the intersection let's imagine from the south right south going towards the intersection was where um that long line of 20 cars was so what i did was i went to the exit that was towards the east part of that intersection but we drive on the left side here so going out of that parking lot i was going the street away from that parking lot and my wife was like see you can't turn you can't turn right here i was like all right don't even worry about it like it's good so I went, basically all I did was went away from the intersection, bucked a U-turn, you know, and then I'm driving back towards the intersection and I was able to bypass those 20-something cars that were waiting in line, right? Because especially it was a two-lane highway. So once it got became a two-lane highway, you know, I got to the intersection, it was a, another long line. So going east, after you got to the intersection going east, that was, a, uh, I think, a three-lane highway. And everyone was in the right lane lined up even more. And I was like, oh, fuck. But my son was getting hungry, so we stopped at a convenience store, which is on the left. I hope this makes sense to you guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying my best without any, like, visual aids. So, at, at, you know, on that, that main road, again, going from west to east, that main long road was where everyone was waiting to get on the highway. Now, we stopped at a, a convenience store, which is on the uh, well, the road that I was at going from east to west on the left side of the street. So it wasn't crowded because everyone was in the right lane of that trying to get onto the highway. And after we got some stuff and I got some ice cream and our, our, everyone ate and stuff like that. Uh, because it just, my son didn't eat that much in the food court, but, um, he was still hungry. So it loaded him up before the ride home, excuse me. So 
get back going again from west to east and i was just like okay i really gotta bust a move i had an idea because i realized everyone was in the right lane and no joke it was like i looked at the navigation and looked at the road it was like at least about a hundred cars i say at least about a hundred cars right waiting in the right lane to so what they were doing was on the right lane because they were going straight and eventually you had to turn right to get on the on-ramp going to the highway so i was like fuck that (laughs) right so if you and, and by the way this is like not this is don't 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 imagine like regular flowing traffic this is like bumper to bumper traffic this is like you not going anywhere you moving like an inch every like five minutes type shit right so there's no fucking way i was waiting around for that and you know it was already like five something i was like fuck that so again if i was doing it the proper correct way you know, or I would get in the line, and that's what people were doing, getting in the line, the Japanese way, getting in the line, and just waiting and suffering, you know, through like 120-something, literally, I'm not even serious, like, I'm not even joking, like a hundred, about at least a hundred cars, plus the 20-something cars from where we originally were, and I was just like, nah, so I was like, okay, let, let, let me do this, so basically what I did was I drove down i stayed in the left lane and just drove eventually in the middle lane and drove down all the way past like i think about three three lights past to where um i was supposed to turn and of course it might it might be something simple make common sense to you but as soon as i got past the point where i was supposed to turn i just made a right went down the side street a little bit made a u-turn and then made a left approaching that on-ramp from the from the east going west instead of like everyone coming from the other side in that long line if you can imagine if you can imagine that hopefully um and just you know again i just bypassed like a hundred something cars of course like i was explaining to my wife like yeah it's kind of cheating but it's not illegal so it's fine you know and and I think one or two other cars, a few other cars, my wife, oh, some other people are doing that too. I was like, yeah, everyone's, not everyone is like crazy. You know, some people can think outside the box, but the, you know, the vast majority of cars were just in that long line waiting to make a right turn, you know, and waiting forever to make a right turn where I could just bypass all that shit. But even, I mean, you get to a point where like it's Japan, like even with all that effort, I still waited to get to the on-ramp for like maybe an hour, hour plus maybe, just inching my way. Because I was like, you know, once you get to a certain point, it's just jammed up with traffic to get onto the highway. Uh, So there's just nothing you can do, basically. But I literally probably saved myself probably two hours wait, you know, um, just from just going from the mall, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was uh, just going on that road. I don't know about any other side road or whatever. I, I looked at my navigation, and maybe there might have been another possible way I could have done it, but I, I didn't see the traffic that way, so I don't know. But going the way I went, like I definitely saved myself, like two, uh, my family, like two hours stuck in the car. And one that on ramp was another, like I said, hour plus. But after we got on the highway, we, it was still a little bit of traffic, but we were moving, so it was fine. Um, 
So with all that, hopefully it was understandable for you, but just letting you know that if you're in Japan, you know, there are times, the point of that, there are times to go with the crowd and there are times like like during Golden Week, you know, if you're going somewhere where you gotta just look in as a philosophy, I just do exact the exact opposite of what everyone else is doing. And it helps me like, you know, circumvent a lot of like that bullshit. So so keep that in mind. Alright, so let me stop there. Thirty minutes on the dot. Boom. Um so far on this part of the recording and you know um i'll let you listen to uh, my interview with mel and again um you know you, you can hear some of his backstory you can hear you know some things he's learned about and during his time here in japan and, and things like that and um, also uh remember to give his podcast the made in japan podcast to listen if you've got the time uh i'm he he put me on to anchor uh with you know his numbers are doing better than mine <laughs> a lot better than mine so <laughs> i was like shit i gotta get on anchor what the fuck am i doing so at some point i'm gonna get on anchor as well um again this podcast is my hobby so it's not like i'm gonna get on it now now i'm about to do some other shit after i finish recording and uploading this but when i'm on anchor i'll let you guys know and yeah we'll take that from there but for now enjoy part two of my interview with mel later like uh, i'll intro before we start like oh, okay on the, on the other part on the other part so how how much of a change do you feel now it's reiwa one oh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not japanese like, like reiwa time i'm like i don't care <laughs> wednesday <laughs> that's that's my only question okay 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 <laughs> yeah see you're still doing your own interview yeah, yeah no, we're, we're flipping the script so, yeah yeah so we gotta explain what's going on so fire away man yeah yep so <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself how about that okay yeah so let me introduce myself yeah uh my name is my full name, most people don't know my full name. Mm. It's uh, Meljo Franz Catalan. Mm. And uh, yeah, long story short, I, I was born in, in the Philippines and I moved to the United States when I was five. Uh, mostly grew up in uh, the New York and Connecticut area. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's your stereotypical 80s uh, Asian immigrant kid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that had very, very uh, hardcore, uh, you know, hardworking parents. Mm -hmm. And then and, and, and they, they gave up their, their lives mm -hmm. in the Philippines to come to America to make sure that their kids have a good education. Their that life. type of vibe. Yep, yep, yep. And being Filipino, very equivalent to an Irish family, mm -hmm. Roman Catholic, lots of kids. Mm -hmm. You know, like I have, I'm, I'm the, I'm the what am i yeah i'm one of five okay. right but i'm like the second to youngest okay okay and and uh, i guess i was considered the black sheep yeah. in the family basically you know i didn't do the doctor thing yeah. didn't do the lawyer thing mm -hmm. ended up here in japan <laughs> well, that's a common thread right yeah. we all kind of have like something different that take that brings us here right yeah. so yeah. so um, tell me a little bit about, yeah, what, I don't know your story. What brought you here actually? Yeah, it was, it's really, um, so I, I went to college later in life actually. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I, I, I was all about, you know, I was in, when I was like 16, 15, I discovered, uh, punk rock, okay. you know, you have to picture this man, like a, a Filipino kid. Mm -hmm. 
living in a very Connecticut middle class uh, community, right? Yeah. And like when I first moved into Connecticut, like there was like mostly Italian mm-hmm. families and Polish families, and like I saw an Indian guy. Like, <laughs> he's my friend. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's a Chinese dude. Yeah, yeah. He's my friend. Oh, yeah. Chinese girl. T- yeah, you're yeah. welcome. So like there was, I had to have. I guess I felt familiar, <laughs> mm-hmm. or maybe those friends like brought me into yeah. their circle, you yeah. know. So, yeah. so it was it was kind of like trying to adjust mm-hmm. to because you have to remember uh, I didn't grow up in a middle class society. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up in like well, my my, my cousins are from the Bronx, yeah. and, and 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 like I and I we first moved into um, Ansonia, Connecticut, mm-hmm. which is like a very blue collar, mm-hmm. very similar to like any type of. Uh, blue collar neighborhood mm-hmm. you know in 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 the states mm-hmm. right and then we then we moved to an upper like a upper middle class yeah, yeah, neighborhood yeah. Mm-hmm. so it was a, it was a long time trying to hide my identity or yeah. maybe maybe being ashamed yeah. of who i, I am I right I mm-hmm. however and and i at that time i was like I did not like what my parents were doing, mm-hmm. you know, because I had to say goodbye to many friends, mm-hmm. even as a, as a young, mm-hmm. you know, like 10 year old, you don't know what's yeah. going on. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I grew up in, in that type of environment, um, but I, I, I took it to advantage and I was angry okay. and I, I, I wanted to do the punk rock thing mm-hmm. and I wanted to do, you know, be a musician in a band kind okay. of thing. And uh, yeah, didn't work out well. <laughs> um, uh, so after that, I, I thought, well, I love poetry. I love music. Uh, maybe let's let's take a chance at college, mm-hmm. right? So I went to I went to a, a public school, a public mm-hmm. university in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Studied English, studied um, English plus business management. Oh wow! Because I wasn't yeah. sure what I was going yeah. through. You know, I'm yeah, just yeah. trying to yeah, you figure it out. Yeah, I'm right? figuring it out. You know, mm-hmm. 21 years old. I'm like, you know, I started college later. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, I graduated uh, 25. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what to do. I thought about writing, but I'm like, well, being a poet doesn't really make any mm-hmm. much money. Especially nowadays. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is that? Like, but 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 I loved it though. I loved it. Right. You know. Um, and poetry came to me naturally. Mm-hmm. I, I think as a, at a young age, I just love hearing words and the mm-hmm. sounds of words. And then I got into uh, reading all the classics. And then it connected so well with hip hop. Okay. Yeah. And also other types of music, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah. And so like that projected me forward into studying much more English in, gotcha. in university. Right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, I. My mom was an English teacher. Mm-hmm. My my grandmother was a freaking elementary school for principal, right? So there was a lot of academia in my my family, mm-hmm. and so after graduating, I'm just like, well, I like I like traveling around the world, mm-hmm. and I, I already backpacked Europe, mm-hmm. and I thought about going to Europe to backpack and like do the whole study uh, teach English, yeah. right? But uh, I just found an opportunity to um, took a chance about yeah. Japan. Yeah. And like, uh, went to two new interviews, yeah. two big, I'm not going to say the names, but yeah. two big, uh, schools. English schools, both interviews were in New York mm-hmm. and one interview was weird because it was like, it was more like, you know, how those contracts are, you know, one year contracts, yeah, right? Yeah. So they would always be like, okay, so can you, you know. 
can you live in another country for one year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, and yeah. like, not like, like yeah. skip out on us, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, that was the thing that, and, then, and that right? sketched me out. Yeah. I was like, when I heard that question. Yeah. And then the other question was uh, the other uh, company interview uh, where they uh, they hired me okay. on the spot, wow. basically. Wow. And that wow. company yeah, that okay. we both thought we, we worked for. And let me, then, ask, let me yeah. ask you, let's fast forward. Well, what was. Do you remember when you first landed in Japan? Sure, what dude. Was, dude. Of course, right? You can, so was I, I heard that? your episode when you first landed. Okay, okay. And, I, and that brought me flashbacks to when I first landed because mm. I came in and my before even landing, I already had a terrible experience, oh. right? I took a... Do you remember Northwest Airlines? Oh, I hated that airlines. Yeah. Oh man, so they they made us get a ticket for Northwest, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude. Mm-hmm, they screwed me. Before yeah. even coming to Japan, that day when I left, mm-hmm. right? It was from uh, JFK, and then I had to switch over in Detroit, mm-hmm. and then in Detroit mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Uh, Narita, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, so Northwest took off from JFK. Not even, not even twenty minutes. I heard a loud bang, boom, like to the oh, left shit. side of the plane. Oh, shit. The engine gave out. Are you serious? We fucking did an emergency landing in Buffalo, New York. Are you serious? I was freaking out because there was like a one hour um, layover from, yeah. from Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was freaking out because we landed in Buffalo. We're like, oh, we got to wait for another plane to bring you to Detroit. <laughs> Are you serious? And I'm like, what is this BS? I'm like, this is this is total BS. Are you, did you have someone waiting for you at the airport from the company? Well, no, I, well, first it's just by myself, right? Oh, like, like mean, from from Buffalo, okay. well, or I mean, from New York. Well, I mean, like, um, were you supposed to meet? Someone yeah, yeah, they were supposed to meet Rita. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. that day they gave us that 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 letter. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. oh, you, you, we were all meeting, you yeah. know. <laughs> And, and I'm forget because I remember remember they gave us the tags to put on your luggage yeah, to like yeah. to say that we're from that school. <laughs> and I checked that flight. There's nobody. Wow. You know, going yeah. to Japan, wow. like you know that yeah. going to that school. So wow. I'm freaking out. I I uh, took a later flight. I landed in Detroit. Took a later flight, mm. knowing fully well like my baggage is somewhere mm. gone mm. somewhere. Mm. Landed in, in Narita, and the moment I landed in Narita, man. I heard on the PA would uh Metal Joe <laughs> Catalan come to so and so terminal uh, uh Northwest Terminal yeah, Gate. Yeah. It was like the badge claim area, and I like walk in. I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah. All right, I'm going in, and I go to the badge claim area, and the, the Northwest Airlines stuff. Like, sorry, your luggage has been misplaced. Here's yeah. uh some money. It was like not even a lot, and. Yeah. Here's a receipt. Um, can you tell us your address? I couldn't even write the address. Yeah, right? I'm like, I had no idea. Like, it was like, you remember, like, the, you know, Japanese addresses are so long yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in English, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there with my, I had a t-shirt and jeans oh, wow. on. That's it. That's all I had, man. And my, and my, my carry-on was with a backpack mm. full of books. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we don't have survival really. And man. then we walk, we rolled in at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy... What made waited us? I was the last one of the last mm-hmm. ones they waited for, it, and he, he looked hated at me. you. He hated. He you. was like, he gave me that snarly yeah, fate, like, yeah. like, all right, you're finally here. All right, everybody, come. He looked at me. He's like, oh, you're finally here. All right, I'm like sheepishly, sheepishly like yeah. joining the group. I'm like, hi guys. Yeah, like, girl feels like, yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm here. <laughs> you guys, I'm here. I'm sorry about the wait. Like they all look at me. He's like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all right, but. Weird, we didn't go home. Huh. 
Maybe because it was so late. My flight was so late. Yeah. It was like 10 p.m. Oh. They put us up at a hotel in Narita. What? That company paid for it. So what? I was like, what? Oh, because they had the money they had, back they had then. Money. Exactly. They uh, this was 2006, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. so it was like a, a yeah. year to year. Yep. Yeah. So I'm like, we. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm not going home to the, my apartment tonight. All right. Mm-hmm. And then so I'm in a shuttle bus, hotel mm-hmm. shuttle bus with the other uh, people. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, they're all in the same boat too. They're like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like I was at fault because yeah, they yeah. were waiting for me. I was the yeah. last one. And, and and you're there. So you think like, we're right. all buddies. So we're like, buddies forever. <laughs> yeah. like, sorry guys, I let you down. <laughs> But it was like it was a mix of excitement yeah. and like guys, I'm, I'm, I'm my bad yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. Wow. Stayed the night, early morning. Uh, they picked us up, went back to Narita, and um, I same guy mm-hmm. picked us up, took the um, the Narita Express to Yokohama, mm-hmm. and it, and like you shifted like passed basically you passed you off to another yeah. dude. Yeah. Who's living in the same area yeah. uh, where the apartment was, mm-hmm. um, and and you never uh, see those people never again. Seen them again. <laughs> and I'm like, and the next day I'm walking in with just still the same jeans wow. and a t-shirt. Wow. Walk in, my roommate is just like, uh, you remember Alex? Uh, oh. Afro, uh, Latvian Alex. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, that, that okay. apartment, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex and Jason, right? Mm-hmm. They, they were my first boys. Oh, wow. Like, I was lucky, not lucky, I guess, but um, my first roommates were both uh, Americans, mm-hmm. but they were kind of like feeling like uh, understanding, like, yeah. you know, came in, coming in. Yeah. And they, he just looked at me. He's like, hey, man, what's up? What's your name? Okay. Do you drink? Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. like, all right. <laughs> I need one. College part two. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was back then. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. But it was a, mm-hmm. it was a terrible first three yeah. days. Jeez, yeah. I can imagine. How long did it take for you to get your suitcase? Three days, yeah. Oh, because yeah. like I, I landed on a Friday, right? Oh man. So I had Saturday, Sunday, and like the um the, the training oh, the was was uh, Monday morning. Oh geez, oh, yeah, we doing the bank, <laughs> yeah. bank stuff and just signing up all this crazy so, stuff. So like yeah, the, the, the the Sagawa transport came like Sunday night, wow. and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, all right, I, I don't know, I'm gonna do this, wow. and I, I and yeah, they just. I went yeah. to uh, the where was that training center? Where was that? That was in Shin- Shin- uh, Shinjuku. Shinjuku. It's Shinjuku. Tamachi. It was in it was in Tamachi area. Mine was in Shinjuku. Oh really? Yeah, I was okay. Headquarters in Shinjuku. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I was in Tamachi. Yeah, where and... dude actually screwed me totally, completely because <laughs> the dude who basically the dude who wrote my name on my first bank form yeah. wrote it incorrectly, so it's officially registered the different way. Okay. Like it's Akira, it where with no bow in the name. So he's just like, yeah, Akira, okay, I'll just write it that way. And so. <laughs> In my records, it's written that way, yeah. so I can't change it basically. <laughs> so, but, so, like, unofficially, I can write it the correct way, but yeah. on official documents, I have to write it the wrong way, right? And it just can't be changed forever, right? Like, it's a right. thing. So, like, some <laughs> random dude I'll never meet again. It's just it's, it's weird that company, how yeah. like they're they're um. It's like they're not the Underground Railroad, but it's it kind of like it, it it's right? Like human trafficking. It was like, I felt like that. Yeah, I was like, it was like, right. had, like a monopoly all over the world, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, before, before yeah, not yeah. too long, because we we're gonna like head out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, 
what advice would you give for mm. people coming to Japan, or what some things you've learned, you know, in your time here, or discovered like insights into life in Japan like, mm. that you'd like to share? I think the best thing to to say is to, and it's simple. It's mm. to keep an open mind, mm. and I, and the reason I say that is because I think and I talk about this a lot, even. With other guests that I, I interview, oh, is shout yeah, out, shout yeah. out, shout oh. out to your podcast, yeah. <laughs> please shameless plug time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what we're doing. Um, so my podcast is Made in Japan uh, Conversations with Meljo Catalan, and and this podcast is really more about finding and sharing insights with different types of people that live and work and 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 have a passion to be in japan right mm -hmm. so and just very quickly yeah. i'm sorry i'm jumping in mm. uh, where can they find it how yeah it, it's on anchor uh dot fm and and you can just and you can also search me on uh instagram just uh Made in Japan podcast, okay, all one okay. word, yep. and and Facebook too. Made in mm -hmm. Japan podcast, all mm -hmm. one word. But you can also search on on, on Anchor or mm -hmm. wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. Okay. But anyways, Sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, going back to that, like I was, I always tell people, you know, stay keep an open mind because people come here and and they have their own sense of never never land. Mm -hmm. And I get it, I get it. Japan is very exotic when mm -hmm. you come in. And when you come in, there is that never, never land feeling because oh, yeah. you feel like you're escaping whatever you got going, you got on. going on back home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like you come in and you're just like, in tr you're just, you're just enchanted yep. by yep. the magic. The that kawaii. Is, yeah. The ninja or, style. But, whatever but you're it's into, whatever yeah. you're into. Yeah. You're yeah. in, but you're in that zone. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. I think when people come in. To this country where they're in their zone and they still get fixed in mm -hmm. the zone mm -hmm. uh it's a superficial it's not it's so superficial yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and i find that a, a waste because i think that they, they keeping an open mind means to try to explore and go above and beyond what your passions are and that's make because maybe you can explore like the other things because that's i came in i'm I, maybe uh similar to, to you akil mm -hmm. like i came in i was not like I loved anime. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. some anime, but mm -hmm. I'm not like freaking out yeah, like yeah. hardcore I'm into ramen every yeah, day. yeah, 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 like, exactly. <laughs> and I, but I do like ramen though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like yeah. I, I come in and I'm just I, I think about how to, you know that this is this place is just so weird for me, mm -hmm. and it was so mm -hmm. exotic. And then I, I I'm, but I'm a very um, inquisitive person. Mm -hmm. I, I want to know more, mm -hmm. so. When I came here, I, I tried my best to network and go and do find, ask many people about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. and, and even with the students that we mm -hmm. taught, like, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. I want to know more. What, why do you do this? Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, as eventually you learn that Japan's society is just way different from, from back in the States. Mm -hmm. You know, people back in the States are that are very individualistic Japanese society. Of course, very individualistic, but you know, in, in that whole communal society, yeah. that they just they full on do things, mm -hmm. and I I think I don't know if you know the podcast uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, mm -hmm. but he there's a, a pod, he's a historian pod, uh, podcaster, mm -hmm. and but he talks about the Japanese society, and in he, one of his uh, episodes, he talks about Japanese societies, they. He said he. he I'm gonna paraphrase him, but he says like Japanese people, they see something and they want to do even more. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a great explanation about this society in, mm -hmm. in Japan. Like 
they see something that they like and they want to do something even more, something more extravagant or yeah. more dramatic or yeah. more romantic or whatever. Go deeper. Go deeper, deeper into, into it. Something. Much yeah, more yeah, than yeah. like what we see as like what we think is a hobby. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They, I, and, and, and it's hard to explain it, but that's the best description. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so my advice is to come in with an open mind and then explore and, and find something in your niche and also i find that the other number two advice i think is is the foreigners who live in japan there are foreigners there's a big spectrum Mm -hmm. there are foreigners that are hardcore (laughs) gung-ho like i love japan japan is number one (laughs) the best country in the world you know like nothing beats this country and then they're japan yeah 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 (laughs) they they drunk it and they no they're not drinking they just like shower in it <laughs> they take a bath in it <laughs> daily, daily. <laughs> daily you know cool the kool-aid jug breaking the wall mm. they're they're on they're inside it mm. <laughs> breaking that wall mm-hmm. on the right you know the other side of the spectrum there's a, a, a bunch of foreigners that are you know they've been living in this country for a long time very jaded mm. and they just straight up complain mm. complain complain mm. Which I also don't understand why they're still living mm, in mm. the country. Well, it's good to but, go back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, fortunately, most of the, the good people I've met are in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's natural. We're going to have our, our, our gripes. We're going to have our um, raves and, mm-hmm. and, and things that we like. Mm-hmm. But uh, those people you want to go and, and, and talk to and yep. be like and, and, and find out why they're still here and yep. why they're still continuing. Yep. So, so, you know, I, I, I've always wanted to push that for people who are coming into Japan. Mm-hmm. There's the, the extremists on the, on the ends of the spectrum. They, they're not the majority. Yep. <clears throat> they're much, much, much the minority, yep. even in Tokyo. And they might they might be the loudest ones. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they definitely are. So um, yeah, I just wanted to, you know take this opportunity to bring you on. Yeah, and thank you. You're our first guest on here. <laughs> You know, so one more, one more final time. Yeah. Shout out to your podcast, yep. uh, made, in, made in Japan podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I think you know if you're interested about thinking, um, hearing about people f- that are doing things, you know, not maybe not extraordinarily, but doing things that they are in love with or they're passionate about. This is where I, I interviewed those type of guests. I, I, I want to. Uh, show people an insight that they've never seen or heard uh, about Japan, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot of them mm-hmm. in, in Japan. So, yeah, thank you for the time. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. All right, y'all. Uh, so I'll see you next time. All right. Take it easy. Peace. There you go.